Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Why don't you be seated and um, I want to read to you this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I want to preach to you today on my favorite verse in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Well, it's actually a couple of verses together. Verse Uh, We'll read from verse 18. Paul writes these words, but as surely as God is faithful. Who knows God's faithful this morning? Amen. For as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him, it has always been Yes, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Can someone get a bit excited this morning? Paul here makes it pretty clear that the Jesus that he preaches is a God who says yes. And he says, not only do I preach this Jesus, but Silas preaches this Jesus. And Timothy preaches the same Jesus as well. The Jesus that they preached is a Jesus who is God's yes. No matter how many promises there are. Who knows there are a lot of promises in the word of God. There are hundreds of promises, promises of healing, promises of blessing, promises of provision, promises of salvation, promises of breakthrough, promises of prosperity. We could go on and on and on, promises to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives, promises that your family will be saved, promises that your kids will grow up knowing Jesus, promises that God's presence will be in your home, that your marriage will be blessed, that you will be fruitful as many Many promises as God has made, they are all yes in Jesus. You see, sometimes we know that God can, we just don't know whether God wants to. Come on. But Paul makes it pretty clear. As many promises as there are, they are all yes in Jesus. Does God want to heal you this morning? Yes. Does God want to bless you this morning? Yes. Does God want to meet every need? Does God want to make you whole today? Does God want to give you the Holy Spirit today? Does God want you to live an abundant life today? Yes, 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 yes. As many promises as God has made, they are all yes in Jesus. So why is it that many of us are not walking in the fullness of those promises. Because what does the next verse say? Or the next line? No matter how many promises God has made. They are yes in Christ. And through him. The amen. Is spoken by us. To the glory of God. You see God. Has already said yes. But now what God is waiting for. Is you to say Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? You see, the word amen, it means a strong affirmation. Or to put it another way, a loud yes. You see, God has already said yes. 
Now, God is waiting for you to say yes. And when you say yes to what God has already said yes to, you come into a place of manifestation. You come into a place of fulfillment. You come into a place where you can receive the promises of God. If we get that this morning, that all of heaven has already said yes over all the promises that are in the word of God. All God is waiting for this morning is for us to say yes to those promises. You know what? That's actually, in my experience, easier said than done. You know, I find it as I, as I preach and travel and, and minister, I actually think it's quite easy to get people to believe God's word. You preach God's word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you can get people to believe God. You can get people to respond to God's word. In a few months, Mark's going to come up. He's going to play some lovely music. The atmosphere will be great. And people will respond. People will come out and stand at the altar and say, yeah, I believe all God's promises are for me. But then the problem then is that we look at our circumstances. We look at the other times we've responded and it's not worked. We look at ourselves and think, oh, but you don't know what's going on in my life. Do I have enough faith? I've got all these issues. And we can believe and we can respond, but we just struggle sometimes just to say yes. Sometimes I'll be at an altar call and people will be there. I'll put the microphone down for a moment. I'll come to pray for them. And they'll be all, what are you doing? Just be quiet. And just say, yes. God's got so much to give you. You don't need to do anything. You just need to say yes to all that God said yes to. See, this changes our prayer life. Because we sometimes think that here's a promise from God. And kind of God's over here. And he's a little bit unsure as to whether to give us that promise or not. So I'm here and I've got to pray. And I've got to fast. And I've got to seek God. And I've got to go, it, go for it with everything I have to try and persuade God to say yes. And we're trying to get God to say yes to something that he's already said yes to. See, the purpose of prayer and encounter with God is not to get God to say yes. He's already said yes. The, the point of prayer and encounter and seeking God is so that we come into that place where we're ready to receive and say yes. Prayer doesn't change God. Come on. Prayer changes you. Prayer changes me. Prayer brings me into that place of alignment where I can receive the promises of God. There's a beautiful story in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 9. Let me just read you these verses. It's a story about two blind men. And it says, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now, now just, just get this for a moment. Two blind men. Crying out to Jesus. Who knows it's good to cry out to Jesus. But their crying out to Jesus didn't change the situation. 
Then it says they followed Jesus into the house. Who knows, it's good to follow Jesus. But they're still blind. They're crying out. They're following Jesus. They're doing all the, the stuff that we think you have to do. And they're still blind. Then Jesus asked them a question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And what was their response? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their sight was immediately restored. Isn't that incredible? That for all their crying out, all their obedience, all doing all the stuff, all following all the steps and all the, everything that we think, this was still blind. But the moment they said yes, heaven responded. The moment they said yes, the anointing, the power, the presence of God was released in their circumstance. And they found restoration. They found healing. They found the miracle. Your miracle is on the other side of your yes. The power of God is on the other side of our yes. We try and make things so complicated. And it's as simple as just saying yes to him. I remember being in a church service one time. And the pastor told me that if during the worship I kind of had any prophetic words or anything, I was at liberty to just get on the microphone and share it. So about halfway through the worship, um, I just got on the microphone and just said, I believe there's someone here with a bad back and God wants to heal them. If that's you, can you just raise your hand? Well, I was looking around and no one was raising the hand. So I was like, okay, this is a little bit awkward. And the next thing I know, everyone was clapping and cheering. So I thought, well, something's happening, but I was a little bit confused, and everyone was pointing at me. I was thinking, this is really bizarre. Um, and then I realized they weren't pointing at me. They were pointing behind me to where the musicians and singers were. And the guy who was on the drums, he was stood up, and he was going like this. So I said, do you have a bad back? He said, yes. I said, well, shall we pray for you? He said, you don't need to. He said, the moment you said there's someone here with a bad back and God wants to heal them, I said, I'm having that. <laughs> and he said, the moment I said I'm having that, I got that. I'm totally healed. I've been in back pain for several weeks. And the moment I said I receive it, he was totally instantly healed. Friends, that's a that's how God works. That's how the miraculous, the power of God works. Not through our striving. Not through our efforts. Not through us jumping all the religious hoops that we think that God puts in front of us. But us just saying yes to what he has already said yes to. When we say yes, we put a demand on the promises of God. And as surely as he is faithful. All God's promises are yes and amen. Amen. In our walk with God, not only do we put a demand on the promises of God, but often God will put a demand on us. Who knows that God speaks? Who knows that God will tell you to do things? Who knows God will tell you to stop things? God will lead you. God will guide you. God will direct you. 
our response to the commands of God through his word and through the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into our lives is really what life is all about, what Christianity is all about. What's our response to when God speaks? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes God will tell me to do things and I don't want to do them. Anyone else? Sometimes God will ask me to do things and it makes my flesh a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes God will ask me to do things or go somewhere and I don't understand why. Sometimes God will ask me to do something, but I don't have the resources to do what he's telling me to do. What do we do? Do we say, but God? Do we have all these excuses? Do we put it off? Do we try and work it all out? Or do we just simply say, yes? The most important word in our vocabulary as Christians is yes. Because all God's promises hinge on that word yes. Your future, your destiny, the provision of God, the presence, the blessing of heaven, the approval of heaven. It all hinges on that word yes. I've got a little boy, he's two years old. And his favorite word is, no. <laughs> All the parents got there ahead of me. It's, put your toys away, no. Come to the table, no. Don't go up to that stranger in the park and roar like a dinosaur because it's scaring them. No. And we, we have to teach him, when mommy and daddy ask you to do something, you say, Yes. I wonder if God's got a lot of toddlers in his church. People who shout and scream and kick and do everything they can to resist. And I wonder if Holy Spirit's just saying, just say yes. <laughs> when daddy speaks, just say yes. You know what Jesus said to the religious people of his day? He said these words, he said, don't swear by heaven. Don't swear by God's throne. Don't swear by Jerusalem. But just let your yes be yes. And your no, no. You see, they made their faith, their religion, so complicated. They thought in order to accomplish the plans and purposes that God had for them. They had to keep all these hundreds of commandments. They had to keep all these religious days and festivals and fasts. They had to obey the Sabbath uh, meticulously. They, they had to do all these things. And Jesus said, look guys, it's not that complicated. All you've got to do is say yes. And mean it. Christianity, we make it so complicated when actually it's as simple as just daily saying yes to Jesus. The big yeses and the little yeses. 
the yeses that we think are so significant and the yeses that we think are just quite mundane. Jesus said it all comes down to you saying yes. Let your yes be yes and your no, no. Because who knows that sometimes saying yes to God means saying no to self. Or saying no to other people sometimes. But if you just say no to the right things and say yes to him, it's all it's about. Jesus went on to say anything beyond that comes from the evil one. It's quite a strong statement, isn't it? Jesus is saying, look, if you, if you make this thing more complicated than you just saying yes to me, you've actually stepped into unbelief. But can you trust me that your yes to me in response to my word is enough? You know, the Bible is full of people that just said yes. They probably didn't have a clue what they were saying yes to at the time. Noah, build a boat in the middle of the desert. Yes, God. Abraham, leave your home and go to another country. By the way, I'm, I'm not going to tell you actually where you're going to go, but just go. Yes, God. David, go and take some bread and cheese to your brothers on the battlefield. Yes, Dad. Rahab, the prostitute, can you just hang a scarlet thread out of your window? Yes. Boaz, will you... Marry the widow, Ruth. Yes. Elisha, will you commit to just washing the hands and the feet of Elijah? Yes. Samuel said yes when he heard the voice of God calling him. Uh, Esther said yes to going into the presence of the king. All they did was, said, was say yes. And nations were changed. Destinies were unfolded, lives were turned around because someone said yes. And we could go on, couldn't we? We could look at more Monday examples. We could talk about Wilberforce. We could talk about Hudson Taylor. We could talk about all the great heroes of faith who in a moment just said yes to God. But actually it wasn't just a moment, was it? It was a daily saying yes to him. What could your yes do today? What is it that God's asking you to say yes to? Maybe going on a mission trip. Maybe getting involved more in serving in church. Maybe speaking to that neighbor about God. Maybe sowing into the work of God, your finances. What, what is it that God is speaking to you about? You know, we can have all kinds of questions, can't we? But, but God, you don't understand. But God, if I do this, how's it all going to work out? You know, we don't have to understand. We just have to say yes. When we say yes, we pull the favor of God into our lives. When we say yes, we pull the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit into our world. It all hinges on us saying yes to him. I love the example of a group of fishermen in a boat 
And a carpenter from Nazareth walks by and says, come, follow me. What was their response? Do you have any ID papers so I know who you are? What exactly are you asking me to do if I follow you? Maybe they looked at the nets and the boat and thought, oh, you know what, we're making a good livelihood here. We'll stay where we are. Could you come back next week? Give me a few days to think about it. No, what was their response? Immediately, they left everything and said yes. And they turned the world upside down. World changers, history makers, are those who in that moment when God speaks, learn to say yes. Right now, the Holy Spirit He's here. Anyone believe that? Right now, he's here hovering over every life. And he's looking for those who he can pour his blessing and anointing into. He's looking for those who he can open doors for. He's looking for those who he can promote. He's looking for those who he can use. He's, and let me tell you something. He's not looking for the perfect people. He's not looking for the people who've got it all together. He's not looking for the highly skilled or the most qualified or the people who have loads of money in the bank. He's looking at your heart and he's looking for the yes in you. If there's a no, if there's a maybe, you know what? You may be the most qualified in the room. You may be the one that all of us would vote for, but heaven will bypass you. But maybe you sat there this morning and you're broken, you're messed up, you're confused. But if there's a yes in your heart to the purposes of God. Sometimes people ask me, you know, when did God call you into ministry? I'll be really honest with you. He didn't. I just learned to say yes. I went into ministry, I was 18 years of age, and my pastor would go, every Tuesday morning, would go into a local primary school to do assemblies. And one day he said, do you want to come? And I said, yes. Then he said, do you want to come in every week? And then I said, yes. And then he said, that stuff you do in the schools, do you want to do that in the youth meeting on a Friday night? And I said, yes. Then he said, do you want to preach on a Friday night to the youth? And I said, yes. And then he said, do you want to preach on a Sunday morning one week? And I said, yes. Then they said, you know, this preaching thing, you could do that full time. And I said, yes. It all begins by saying yes. You know, one of the frustrations that I'm sure God has is sometimes there are believers and they'll get asked, do you want to steward one Sunday? Ah, oh, you know, I don't really have the time. Hey, do you fancy joining the worship team? Oh, I, I get a little bit nervous in front of people. Hey, do you want to take this opportunity to go on a mission somewhere? Oh, I don't really have the finances. And we make all these excuses. Hey, do you want to share your testimony one Sunday night at one of the, 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 uh, the locations that were started? Oh, I'm not really great at speaking in front of people. And yet, they're the same people who the next week will come to the altar saying, God, use me. Here I am, Lord, wholly available. 
But their no disqualified them. How do you get lots of opportunities? You don't. You get one and you say yes. Just say yes to him. Imagine a, a bride and a groom on their wedding day. I was going to say wedding morning. It could be any time of the day. Their wedding day. They're, they're at the altar. The bride's looking beautiful. The groom's looking handsome. The priest or the vicar or the pastor's there. And he turns to, to the groom and he says, do you take this woman? Do you, do you, are you going to honor her? Are you going to protect her? Are you going to love her? And the bridegroom with zeal and passion to every question says, yes, I do. Then he turns to the bride and asks the same questions. And she says, can I think about it? I tell you what, come back to me next week and, and, and I'll give you an answer. Who knows, she, she could look beautiful, she could look radiant, but they ain't married. It's only when her yes matches with his yes that the two become one. And you know what, that's a bit like Jesus with his church, isn't it? The bride of Christ. That our heavenly bridegroom says yes to all these promises. Does he want to use you? Yes. Does, does he want to bless you? Yes. Does he want to open doors for you? Does he want to use you to make a difference in this generation? Yes, 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 yes. But meanwhile, his bride has got all these questions. Still thinking about it. Still wondering. And he's looking, just saying, come on. Just say yes. There's so much I want to do in you. There's so much I want to do through you. Just say yes to me. Do I come up, Mark? You know, one of my, I think other than Jesus, my favorite example of someone saying yes is Jesus' mum. An angel comes to her and says, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. She says, well, how? And he said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. So what's conceived in you is going to be born of God. And at that moment, Mary had a choice, didn't she? You think Mary had questions? Think she had doubts? You see, Mary knew that it could potentially cost her her reputation. That it could cost her a relationship with Joseph. That it could even cost her her life. But what did she say? Let it be to me. According to your word. She said yes. And I believe that at that moment. The Holy Spirit. Came upon her. And Jesus was conceived in that moment. See the Holy Spirit always comes. To our yes. He doesn't come to the stiff necked. To use a Bible phrase. He comes to those that say yes. I love what James 4 in the message version says. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. 
the moment you say yes, heaven responds. What is it that you need to say yes to this morning? Maybe a big thing. Maybe a little thing. But right now the Holy Spirit, as we're in his presence, is speaking to every one of us. Leading us. Guiding us. Showing us things. Are we going to say yes to him? This moment of saying yes to heaven. It could release something incredible over your life. Way back in eternity, God looked at a world that He knew would sin and be messed up and fall, and He knew He needed a Savior. And He looked around heaven. And he looked at his one and only son and said, son, will you go? And Jesus knew it would mean leaving the glory of heaven and coming to a stable in Bethlehem. He knew that he would have to take on flesh. He knew that he would have to limit the powers of deity. He knew it all. And yet he said yes. He knew that it would involve a whip. He knew that it would involve a crown of thorns. He knew that it would involve nails. He knew that it would involve taking the curse of sin. He knew that it would involve a grave. But he said yes. He came and for 33 and a half years, he said, I have not come to do my will, but the will of him who sent me every moment of every day. He said, yes. When he was in the garden, sweating drops of blood, faced with the wrath and the judgment of God that was about to come on him. And he prayed, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, I will say yes if you want me to. When he was hanging on the cross, looking down at those who just crucified him. And they were mocking him, saying he could send a legion of angels. But he chose to hang there in the yes of God. Why? For two reasons. Number one, he loved his father. And number two, he loved you. And when you fall in love with the one who said yes how can you say no